0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Seated. David slayed Goliath centuries ago, but there still remain giants in our society. There are threats to our security, to our well-being, to our future. This past week, 15 of our youth group members experienced mission right here at home, along with over 30 adults from St. Wilfrid's, volunteers who joined us along the journey. The youth and adults of St. Wilfrid's who participated in this mission joined together to face the giant of poverty in Orange and LA counties. The problems of systematic poverty, Homelessness, complex, physical, mental, and spiritual needs loom large. And whether we're cognizant of it or not, they are transforming and morphing our community, these giants. Over the past five days, we have witnessed firsthand food insecurity, chronic homelessness, mental illness, Addiction, violence, the astronomical rents around here that force evictions and fill motel rooms and cars with people and families. The lack of enough jobs or jobs with a living wage for people in our neighborhoods. The reality that there are thousands of homeless children within miles of us right now. All of this looks to be the giant we have to face. Even with the armor of a king, we can feel vulnerable, defenseless. But you know what? Homelessness is not the biggest giant to defeat. The biggest threats to our security, our well-being, our future, do you know what they are? I believe the youth of this parish, many of the adults who joined us this week, can tell you what the real giants are, ignorance, indifference, and fear. How many of us, right here in this place, have a daily encounter with someone in need? How many of us can name the different kinds of homelessness in our society and then know how to help each different person with their situation, the needs that they face? How many of us have ever been so afraid of a homeless person or the places where people on the fringe gather that we've avoided them or turned a blind eye? Our ignorance... Our indifference, fear, those are the things creating waves. And sometimes we don't notice until our collective boat is rocked. The disciples, as they began their ministry together with Jesus, they were following him. He was doing these amazing things, teaching these wise parables. But they were ignorant to a lot of what Jesus was trying to get them to understand. As they heard Jesus speaking wisdom, teaching in parables, little did they know that the next parable was going to be their real life, their experience together. It was night. They'd been out all day with the crowds. And Jesus suggested, let's go out. Let's go and cross the sea, all you fishermen. Let's get away from the crowds. It's like when we get away from the crowded routines of our lives for a little bit to look around at the lives of those around us. If we're following Jesus, we'll begin to see the truth. And sometimes that truth can really rock our boat. So off the disciples went. They followed Jesus into the boat that night. And what did Jesus do? He went to the back of the boat and fell asleep. Not soon later, the huge waves began to pummel the ship. The storm started raging. The disciples knew the basic physics. If the waves became longer than they were wide, their boat would be slammed to the bottom of the sea. They would not live to see the next hour. Huge windstorms are common on the Sea of Galilee. They happen often in the late afternoon, In the evening time, when the cool wind of the evening collides with that warm air in the basin of the sea. So the disciples, these fishermen, must have known a storm was possible. But they still followed Jesus into that boat. Jesus himself knew that storm was coming, yet he brought those disciples onto that boat. And the storm began to rage. When we follow Jesus as a community... It is not a guarantee for smooth sailing. All of our problems, individually and collectively, will not be solved. Sometimes the waters are calm. Sometimes we experience peace in our hearts. And sometimes the storms ensue, they rage, the waters beat down, and we fear for one another, for ourselves, for our lives. That storm began to threaten the disciples' security, their life, rocked their illusions of what it meant to follow Jesus, brought into question their understanding of who Jesus really was. And they asked the question, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? It's easy for us to ask that same question when we look around at the state of our communities and we see the need. Does God not care that the storm is raging all around us, leaving people without homes, hungry, with disease, sometimes even dead? Does God not care that one in seven of our neighbors in Orange County will not know where their next meal is coming from today? I think the hardest question that I heard this week was a question from a child who lives on and off the street in and out of motels just up the road in Anaheim, near Disneyland. She asked, does God care that we are homeless? Here's the thing about that storm on the Galilee and the storm of poverty and struggle in our community. Jesus has been here the whole time. And it seems sometimes he's asleep. It's only when the disciples awoke the sleeping Jesus within that boat that anything changed. The point's not that Jesus calmed the storm. It's that the disciples finally thought to wake Jesus up. And even still, they were asking the wrong question after they asked Jesus, "'Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?' Jesus said, "'Why are you afraid? "'Why are you afraid? "'Why are you focusing your energy on fear "'instead of faith?' "'St. Augustine said to all of this, "'When you have to listen to abuse, "'that means you are being buffeted by the wind.' When your anger is aroused, you are being tossed by the waves. So when the winds blow and the waves mount high, the boat is in danger, your heart is imperiled, your heart is taking a battering. On hearing yourself insulted, you long to retaliate. But the joy of revenge brings with it another kind of misfortune shipwreck. Why is this? Because Christ is asleep in you. What do I mean? I mean you have forgotten his presence. Rouse him then. Remember him. Let him keep watch within you. Pay heed to him. Jesus is with us in the boat of our life together, but are we waking Jesus up Are we trusting in his presence, both in the calm and in the storm? Is Jesus awake or asleep in the life of this parish? We can't always pinpoint the source of the storms and the giants, but we know they exist. And we do have examples from scripture today of followers of God who responded to the storms, to the giants. David conquered the giant, and he could have had the the armor of the king, the protection of the king. He said, no, I'm doing this in the name of the Lord. This armor doesn't feel quite right. I'm going to go as I am and trust in God. The apostle Paul reminded his community not to accept the grace of God in vain. That our journeys as Christians sometimes result in sleepless nights, hardships, labors, hunger, calamities. But if we are truly to accept and extend the grace of God, it moves us in the midst of all of that to open our hearts wide, not restricting our affections even when it threatens our comfort. But then you have the disciples, paralyzed by their fear, wondering if Jesus cared while the winds threatened to kill them, when what Jesus wanted them to do was wake him up, trust in his presence to awaken the sleeping Jesus within them and among them. The good news is that the presence of the Lord, of the Christ we serve, has never left. He's always been right here with us. He may have been sleeping in the back of the boat. We need to go wake him up. Our youth this week discovered the power of living out the promises we make as Christians in our baptism starting with respecting the dignity of every human being and seeking to serve Christ in every person. One of our youth group members engaged in a lengthy conversation with a homeless man. Actually, many of them did this several times. This particular youth asked him about his interests, about his life. And after that conversation, she said, I couldn't believe it when he said to me, thank you for treating me like a human being. That really doesn't ever happen to me. We were at Laundry Love, a laundromat in Santa Ana where volunteers gather once a month to do the laundry of people who need a load of laundry to be done. We were out in the parking lot, talking to a gentleman, hearing about who he was, sharing with us a bit of who we were, And I noticed as he was walking a little funny, I said, your back must hurt. He said, yeah, I got shot. I got shot by a gang member many months ago. I've had to have a lot of surgeries. I lost my job. I have four kids and I had a wife until I couldn't feed the kids anymore because I was out of work. And she decided to find another husband to take care of the family. So I've been out here on the street and in a few months, that man who shot me will get out of jail. Couldn't help but think that that man has three meals a day. He has his laundry done. And the gentleman who got shot in the back came out with the laundry he said he hadn't been able to do in a month. He was so excited to have clean clothes. And the bag of clothes that his laundry was in was about the size of a bag you get at Target. It's only about half full and he rode away on his bike. That man is my brother. That man is your brother. Finding common ground, seeking to serve Christ in the eyes of everyone we meet, I believe, is like loading up David's slingshot with the ammunition to slay the giants seeking to serve Christ in every person, respecting the dignity of every human being. Children are not sleeping safely at night. Adults lack the assurance that their life is of any worth. How can we address these issues? How can we approach these people, our brothers and sisters, with trust, faith, vision, and focus? First, we must face the giants of our own indifference, our ignorance, our fear. We must wake the sleeping Jesus within. We have the power to ride the waves of the storm, to face the giants, knowing that the Lord has equipped us with all we need, right by our side, Might we face the Goliath of our time with renewed knowledge, wisdom, courage, and passion? Will we have the courage to wake Jesus up in the midst of the storms? Abundant life, rejoicing, await us. And we are called to open wide our hearts. Amen.